Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burgoon campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Jesus. 
Understanding our purpose begins with knowing our origin, which is why Sue started there last week. Our identity, who we are, and our purpose, why we're here, begins with knowing whose we are. Now, Jeremiah was a prophet who lived a long time ago, and he spoke the words of God. He wrote, So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred or damaged in his hands. So the potter formed another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Can I not do with you, Israel, as the potter does, declares the Lord, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. Now God was the creator of Israel, he's our creator, and just as a potter creates a pot or a cup or a dish or a bowl for different purposes, God designed and made each one of us uniquely different. And I'm actually going to ask some, some guests to come up on the stage and they're going to assist me because I have four uniquely different sets of glasses. So come on up you guys. And we're going to ask these people to, to model the glasses for me. So come on through. Come over to this side for me. That's great. Thank you. All right. So we have Paul, Van, Felice, and then Em, if I can get you to go on the very far end. Now, my first set of glasses. I wonder if you know what these glasses have been designed for, if you can display those for us. Thank you. Who can tell me? What are these glasses designed for? What's their purpose? Yeah, Miller. Say it again. What are they for? <laughs> to protect you from the sun. Yeah, they protect your eyes from the sun. They may make you look a little bit scary and more like a bouncer. But they also <laughs> could be very, very cool. My brother, in fact, used to wear these ones back in the 90s. So, all right. Now, we've got another pair. Now, Van was super keen to wear his, but I already had mine in the bag. Those ones on. What are these particular glasses or goggles used for? Can you tell me? Say it again. You're all too quiet. Shout it out at me. For swimming, yes, for being able to see things underwater. They're a little bit foggy. I, I think we might need yeah, yeah. But, you know, these ones, they help you to see the creatures and things underwater when you're swimming. That's what they're designed for. Now, Felice particularly said that she was willing to wear these ones. So here we go, Felice. Can you tell me, what are these glasses for? Bennett. Oh, look a little bit more carefully. Not just for reading. I noticed that a few of you were laughing. Yeah, well done. Thank you, Felice, for... They've actually got a little bit of extra bit hanging down. It looks like something's coming out of your nostril. <laughs> now, these ones, these are particularly designed on purpose to make people laugh. Thank you for being brave enough to wear them. All right. Um, now, my very last pair of glasses are for my wonderful assistant, Em. Em, what are these ones for? Bennett, you can pull your idea out again. They're for, they're for reading. These ones are particularly for reading. Do they assist you in look in seeing or they kind of need to be designed specifically for your eyes to actually work with the most effectively? But each one of these pairs of glasses have been designed for a purpose. Just like each one of you has been designed.
designed by God for a purpose. Now these glasses are all different as our volunteers are all different. God has designed you each for a different purpose. Some of you might be great at swimming or dancing, listening or talking. Each of you has been designed by God for a purpose. And I thank you very much for assisting us today. If you can follow Paul off the stage and you can put all your glasses back into there, let's give them a big clap. And sin entered into the world. And 
potter's clay that was marred and damaged, they were no longer perfect. None of us are. But immediately, in love and mercy, God put his plan into action to restore the damage of sin and to repair the broken relationship humanity has with him. Who we are as children of God in relationship with him is step one in finding our purpose. Ephesians 2 reminds us how generous and gracious God's love is. The gift of salvation is not by our own works so that no one can boast, but we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he has prepared in advance for us to do. As a child of God, we have been given life in Jesus and purposeful things to do. So where are we? Question number two. We are not living in Narnia. For those sitting in our snow-filled auditorium, when you go out through those wardrobe doors and back into your life, where are you? Where are you going to be this year? We're in the city of Perth, right? Where you go to work, where you go to school, where your family is, that is where you are. This is where God has placed you to be. If you are a parent, your purpose is to love and care and protect your children. Now that looks different for different ages and in different families, but you have a unique purpose as a parent to raise and empower them. Your location, your setting may change, but where you are and who you are with impacts the plans and purposes God has for you. As a son, a daughter, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a husband or wife, a neighbour, wherever you are, online or in the building, you have people you are responsible to love, care, protect and empower. So, what can we do? The next question. I wonder what gifts and abilities, talents, interests and passions and knowledge God has already given you. Romans 12 has so much to say on this topic of God's plans and purposes. Absolute gold. So you'll have to read it more later, but we're just going to focus on a little bit. Paul reminds us that we have different gifts. Some to speak prophetic messages from God. Some to serve. Some have gifts and abilities to teach, encourage or give financially, to lead. And all that we do to do it with our best effort. So these gifts are not presents from Santa. They are the gifts and abilities that God is cultivating and growing in you as you learn and grow and bless others. If you don't know what your gifts are, ask God. He's your designer. He will show you. And ask those around you that know you well. Ask them. What they see are your strengths and parents, can I encourage you, speak over your children what you see in them and grow those strengths and that awareness. See what things people actually thank you for doing and who they thank you for being. Question number four, how do we respond? How do we use these gifts purposely? Well, there are two ways that God wants us to respond. We are to love him and we are to love others. And I know I've spoken on this before because it's a critical biblical truth. Let's look 
first of all, loving others. Love must be sincere. God values people so much that he wants us to love, help, protect and empower those around us, to share the highs and the lows of life with one another, not pretending that everything is okay, but to be authentic as we love and care for each other. And ultimately, the best way to love people is to point them to Jesus. Our response is to use our gifts to love others. The second thing is to love God. With the wise words of Ecclesiastes 12, they said, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Now this fear means to love, honour, respect, praise and obey God. Like Psalm 150, as Simon read it earlier, all that has breath is to praise God. Our response is to love, worship and honour our Creator. We can do that by respecting that He designed us and we can use the gifts He's given us to love Him. How you live your purpose will look different to others. You are different people with different gifts, different abilities and different circumstances, using them to love others and to love God. But it's not just about doing. It's also about being. Now, quite a few years ago, I was on a retreat, and during the day, um, I was really impressed by this image that God gave me, and I'm just going to show you. It was something that, on the ground, just looked a little bit ordinary, maybe even like a piece of rubbish. Does anybody know what this is? Can you tell me? It's a can. Mm, kind of a squashed can. What would I use this for? <laughs> Just for recycling. Yeah, uh, maybe playing a game of canned soccer, something like that perhaps. Um, it's not actually able to be used for drinking out of when it looks like this, right? It cannot do what it's designed to do when it's not being what it was designed to be. So I have here what it was meant to look like. You know, at the time, God reminded me that I needed to be who he's designed me to be before I can do what he wants me to do. I need to be in a right relationship with him first. We are human beings, not human doings. So we must all be who he wants us to be before we can do what he's designed and purposed for us to do. If you are feeling crushed, dinted, a little bit damaged, spend some time with your designer, with your creator God, and find healing and wholeness. Like the soft clay in the potter's hand, he will mould you, he will create beauty and the ability for you to fulfil your purpose. If you need to, you can seek professional support too. But allow God to be like the potter, to mould and shape you to be the vessel that he has planned. Now Lucy knew that she must help Mr Thomas. There was no hesitation. She knew her purpose was to love, help and protect. And she discovered it involved Aslan breathing life back into Narnia. 
and ultimately overcoming the evil white queen of Narnia. So I encourage you to think about who you are as a follower of Jesus, friends with God. Ask God to show you who he has created you to be. De depending on where you are will determine who you will love, help, protect and empower. Ask what gifts you have, what knowledge and abilities and time you have, and then consider how you will respond to loving those around you and loving God. And I do hope that each one of you comes to know your purpose and see that God values having you here in this world. And just as I wrap up, I'm actually going to change gears a little bit. Because some of you are doctors and nurses and medical staff. And you might be feeling really challenged in our current circumstances and the unknown impact of COVID. We don't know how it's going to impact our community and your workplace in the coming weeks. You may have known your purpose, but it's difficult right now. And if you feel comfortable, I'd actually like you to stand. All of those that are in the medical profession and emergency services, Stand where you are because as a church, we would like to uphold you in prayer. And even if you're watching this online, I invite you to stand and we're going to pray for you. So I know we've got lots of doctors and nurses and people. Thank you. Please do stand because we want to pray for you as a church. and a purpose. 
purpose for each one of us. And we ask that we can continue to trust you because you are good. You are our God and we seek your plans and purposes in our lives. Thank you that you designed each one of us. You never lead us and you will lead us. Thank you, mighty God. Amen. enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.